So I am in my bedroom and I'm just getting ready to and go on tour. I had to pull the first few days because I got that non-COVID cold, which is absolutely ridiculous. It's not COVID and it's a cold that you go, it's just a cold, mate. Like, you're fine. Get up, keep going. And then your body's like, no, I'm going to make you lie here and sweat and cough and bleh, bleh, bleh. And I put on three kilos. And I don't understand how I put on three kilos because they say to feed a cold. So, yes, I had delivery every day. But surely that's the point to feed the cold, not my ass. Anyway, my ass is well and truly fed. I've looked at the tour numbers. So I've just done a Facebook shout out for Newcastle. And Newcastle, I've nearly sold out. I say nearly. I've sold like two thirds. That's nearly a sellout, right? If it's over 0.5, then it becomes one. So it's over two, so it becomes three. That works, doesn't it? So I'm doing, um, I've got 87 tickets left to sell in Newcastle. So I've got to figure out a way to do it. Let's do it, baby. Yes. I don't know why I said it like that. Just, yeah, let's get on with it. Cool. So when I got to Della's, Della and Dave, um, they're wonderful, wonderful people. And they have bought a house and they renovated it. And it is beautiful. You know, when you walk into a house and it just feels like home. I arrived two days ago. I drove up from Birmingham. And I was a hot mess because I'd forgotten how anxiety riddled touring makes me. It's um, Friday morning. I've woken up. I didn't sleep very well. I've got a sore chest and throat. I feel very nervous and anxious about the show today. I turn into a hot mess because I was all anxious about my tour because several of my tour dates, the sales are very, very low. And then some random places that are selling out. And you're like, Norwich? I mean, I've never heard of you, Norwich, but I love you now. Why are you selling out in Norwich? Incredible scenes. And then other places, I'm not looking at you, Aberdeen, but we're all looking at you, Aberdeen. You go, oh God, I've sold six tickets. What am I doing in Aberdeen? Like, what am I doing? So I had a good old cry and a good old panic and it felt good to get rid of that nervous energy. And I think we all have to be prepared when we go back to work or go back to things that are like life previously is to just have that big exhale where you go, there's so much panic and anxiety and attachment to this because you've done this before, you stepped in these shoes, but things are different. And it's getting rid of that energy in a safe, warm, loving space. And that's what I got to do in Newcastle. There is something about playing places like Newcastle that is incredible. And I'll tell you for why. Many years ago, I did a gig at the Hyena in Newcastle. And it's a comedy club. It's really dirty, dingy, dark, loads of stags, loads of hens, uh, loads of people really pissed up and doing a gig. It was quite hard for somebody that wasn't very good at gigging. And I died on my bottom. I died really hard. And the kind of gig where you go, just just swallow me in the floor, please. This is so human. Just say that you work here behind the bar and you thought you'd get up for a laugh. Just just go home, Louisa. It was one of those shows. It was pretty traumatic. And when you're dying in Newcastle, you'll know about it. They will let you know. They will not keep their feelings to themselves. They are very, very good at saying, do you know what? You're shite. You're absolutely shite. And when you're good... I went back with the Beyonce show and the ladies show and the politics show. When you're good, they will raise the roof for you. They will let you know 
the love and it felt so good to be in Newcastle with my new show God is a Woman so here's what happened at the show we actually ended up with a sellout which I'm so happy about I was pushing it and pushing and pushing and pushing it I had a really lovely interview with a local PR woman called Sam who posted something on her website she runs a blog about Newcastle and she got us in the journal the chronicle I think in Newcastle so shout out to Sam and she did a great piece on it and we ended up selling out which I was so happy about for my opening show and um I'm on stage doing the show and bearing in mind, I'm quite conscious. I don't think it's a gag, gag, gag show. I feel like I'm talking about different ideas and different things. And um, I'm on stage talking about stuff and I talk about like a sad bit. And then there's a problem with my mic. So I turn my back slightly to the audience whilst I'm trying to fiddle with my mic to try and get the sound popping again. And this woman jumps up on the stage and starts hugging me, bearing in mind we're in a pandemic, bitch. And she hasn't got a mask on and I haven't got a mask on and I've just had the non-COVID cold. You should not be hugging me. And she was like, can I give you a hug? And like, with all due respect, I've got like 300 people watching me or like 299 others. It's not like I can say no. So I had to say yes, but it was weird. And bless her, she was just getting so involved and lost in the moment. And in the moment, I like shat myself because I was not prepared because I was like, hello, this is my dance space. That's your dance space. Like, let's keep a nice, healthy distance. In the moment, I shat myself, but afterwards, you do go, oh, that was really lovely. Like, she was so touched and moved by the show. She just wanted to get up and, and give a cuddle, which is lovely. It's really nice that people want to hug and they feel so connected. Just just maybe do it when I'm facing you so you don't take me by the element of surprise, you know, just as an idea. But um, if she didn't do that, then what would I be talking to you about right now? Not very much, would I? So that was um, that was a Newcastle show. And Bernie was very well behaved. Bernie gets a lot of love afterwards. Do you know what I've find most insulting is afterwards all the tweets and the pictures and everything of the show were all just pictures of Bernie I mean what was the point of me contouring if you're just going to take a picture of my dog I mean I get it it's fine I get it so that's it for my Newcastle show um I came back had a lovely night's sleep had a power nap felt much better I had given myself a stress headache felt much better and I was so pleased that Della watched because I was dead nervous to hear what she would think about it but um this is what she thought
honestly, I did. Even thinking about it now, it's it's just it's pretty genius to be able to write that many great shows, one after the other, like. Yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? That's a good friend, isn't it? Isn't it? That's a good friend right there. Scotland, Newcastle, you're my favourite. I love you. You can jump on me anytime, Newcastle. I'll always give you a cuddle. This is a voice note. I've just come to have a little nap before Aberdeen tonight. Um, so apparently I'm in a 570-seater and I've sold 90 tickets. And I'm dreading it because I'm so worried it's going to feel empty and vast and echoey and no atmosphere with comedy what you really want is low ceilings small room and everyone crammed in <laughs> it's perfect conditions for you know a pandemic to spread basically what you don't want is social distancing in a massive venue and i'm concerned about how the atmosphere is going to feel i'm hoping the audiences will still get on board and love the show because by the time I take out my costs for performing in Aberdeen, because I've only sold 90 tickets, I'm not going to make any money from this show. So I'm only doing it for the love. So I really hope they show a lot of love. I'm going to have a nap now and head off shortly. Bernie in the car, come on. Bernie's being stubborn and not getting in the car. Get in the car, let's go. Nervous about this one. I hope the audiences are up for it on a Sunday and um, should get there in time. I haven't washed my face, I've brushed my teeth, haven't done my makeup, and so I'm going to get there and um, get dressed and do my makeup and stuff there. Hopefully, they've got a nice dressing room. In theatres, they normally have nice dressing rooms, so fingers crossed we've got a nice dressing room so we can get dressed and look pretty for the show. I've had to pull over. I just nearly went into the back of a car. I'm so tired. I'm alright, but I'm going to let Bernie out and just take a minute. Oh, God. I'm just very tired and not... Come, Bernie. we at the side of the field is it but I don't feel great still got another hour to go before we get to Aberdeen am I allowed to wee is this someone's garden I'm really sorry there's a farmhouse that looks desolate I'm gonna wee on your garden oh my god I've just shat myself at someone's farmhouse garden I think that made me more nervous than I thought it did. Oh, God. And they say touring is glamorous. Bernie, get in the car. Mommy needs some new pants. Do you think this happens to Beyonce? Do you think Beyonce ever shits herself on tour on the side of the road? No. I don't think she does. Okay, I'll speak to you in a bit. I've got stuff to do. Okay, we're here. At the Tivoli Theatre. Hi, I love you, yeah. right? Oh, oh, this is Bernie, yeah. Oh, yeah. I should have read the rider because it's, it's quite specific. It's I know. Big yeah, it's Big Bernie Mountain Dog. She'll run to the stage. She loves being on stage. So just. Merch. merch and just my costume and stuff, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, if there's chicken, she'll have that. Hello. Bernie, this way. Benny, out of there. Benny? Bernie. Bernie. Get out of there. That chicken is not for you. <laughs> so you're going upstairs and you're going back along on the end Let's of the stage. Look. Let's have a look at the stage. <laughs> Bernie's coming. <laughs> Shush. Now, I'm in a massive venue. I think it's like a 570-seater, so 111. Let's see how this feels. Oh, wow, it's beautiful. Wow, what a gorgeous venue. Beautiful. What do you call it? Like chocolate box theater? Is that what they call it? Chocolate box? And um, it's one, two, three tiers. It's got this amazing ornate ceiling. And I'm assuming we're just going to fill it from the front. So, I know, we're going for a poo in a minute. Just relax. Um, can I just say, I love the lighting. Thank you for having purple and pink washes because it sounds so weird. But um, I don't like ambulance colours on stage. And I've done it for years. I've never had anything that's like added an emergency. So I have no reds, no blues, no greens. Because I just think psychologically, like either a weird Beckett play or something too dramatic. Whereas I like my comedy shows to feel like a gay bar because it just lends itself to being more relaxed, more comfortable, more inviting, you know, more um, welcoming. So I love the lighting. So thank you for the lighting. So we're going to have the first uh, bottom seats filled. But it's, do you reckon it will feel all right still? It'll be fine. We'll make it work. Okay, well, cool. Yeah. Down under the rain, the rain. I appreciate music. Set up the party atmosphere. Come on, Benny. Time to our makeup. So I'm in the dressing room at the Tivoli Theatre, and it's a nice dressing room. I've got nice mirrors. At the stand, which is a proper comedy club, you can tell it's a comedy club because there isn't a proper dressing room and there was a mirror screwed into the wall that I managed to get down to my makeup in front of. Um, but here at the theatre, there's like a chair and a big mirror and everything. And um, I'm trying to figure out what to wear on stage. So normally I like to wear like a goddess dress, but every now and then I feel really comfortable in just trousers and a t-shirt. And for my opening night, I wore like a big goddess dress, like a bridesmaid dress. Whereas tonight, I feel like that's inappropriate to wear because I'm in such a big venue and it's not going to be as full. I just feel like I feel out of place in the big fancy gown. What I'm going to do instead is go for jeans and a top and wear something more comfortable because then if I'm more comfortable, I'm more likely to have a good show. And I think I'll just feel a little bit too overdressed in a ball gown, which is different with Beyonce, because with the Beyonce show and the Am I Right Ladies show, I had to wear a certain outfit, especially for Am I Right Ladies, where I took my um, skirt off and would show Spanx and take my Spanx off. And with Beyonce, it was a very specific outfit that I wore every show. With this show, I don't have to do that. With politics, I didn't have to do that. With politics, I can wear what I want, but with this show, with The Goddess Woman, I like to look let's say like traditionally feminine. So I like to wear like quite feminine and flowy goddessy gowns. Um, I like to make sure that I look very pretty. So I like to make sure my makeup is done really nicely and I look very pretty and attractive and feminine and make the most of my features. It's important for me to do that. In this show was normally with a set, I would just go on and wear whatever. Like I'd just be like, I'm wearing my pyjamas, you're right mate, how you doing? But with a solo show, I think it's important to make an effort, even if that effort is wearing jeans and a t-shirt today, 
it's a considered choice. It's a specific choice to pick your costume, to pick your armour, what you're going to wear. So it's not just put together randomly. There has been thought behind it. I just had the best fucking show in Aberdeen. Oh my gosh, they were gorgeous. Had like, not a full house, must have been like 70 people in I reckon. And I loved it. They were so up for it. They were laughing, they were responding. Like the love was overwhelming. I just feel so happy with that show and how it went. So halfway through my show, I'm talking about my mum and I'm doing a bit where I talk about masturbating. I can't masturbate anymore because she'll be watching me. And I looked up and the lights went out in the theatre what happened? What are you saying? There's been a power outage within the postcode area we're in. Two big power outages. So obviously our power didn't go right off, but it definitely dipped. So that's why the lights went out in my show at that moment. I mean, that was pretty good timing, wasn't it? That was pretty freaky. It totally freaked me out on stage. I totally forgot what I was doing and panicked. And then it took me a good 10 minutes to get back into the routine because I swear my mum was in the theatre being like, stop doing your jokes about masturbation, Louisa. Did you enjoy the show? Yeah, we had a Absolutely brilliant. Yes. So Amazing. I'd like to see the up here. It was brilliant. What would you like? Um, yeah, I like your hoodies. Are these, you've just created like the these, have you? Yeah. Oh, they are great. They're large. Live large. Do you have, like, I've um, got extra large medium. and small large. Yeah, Maybe I do not. have grey medium. I think I'd be a medium. I feel like I'm Del Boy selling out a back <laughs> of a van. <laughs> Kelly has come to my show and <laughs> Kelly has seen all my shows and sadly she lost her boyfriend last year um, to COVID. And it's lovely to have Kelly in the audience. And grief and death is so fucking horrible and so painful. And often it's the people that are in the worst pain that make the best fucking jokes. <laughs> Kelly, do you want to just say what you said? Um, there was a point in the show where you need a joke. It wasn't maybe well received. And five people laughed and you went, oh, five people got it. I turned to my sister and I went, oh, well, it used to be six. <laughs> I mean, is that not brilliant or is that not brilliant? Kelly, ladies and gentlemen, Kelly, we love her. I had the best show in Aberdeen today. I did not expect it. I no. genuinely thought you were going to be awful and you weren't. <laughs> well, we're Glaswegian, so... Well, that's the difference. That <laughs> it's very nice of you to come all the way this far north because we always have to drive about three and a half hours to see good acts. Oh, see, it's worth it coming to Aberdeen. It's worth it coming to Aberdeen. Thank you for having me. We're doing a selfie. Absolutely, let's do a selfie. Do you want me to take it? Um, I'm quite good at them. I'm proper buzzing. I sold out of all my jumpers. The tech guy had to go to my car and get jumpers. And I'm so happy with how that show went. It was so beautiful today, even with the light shorted halfway through, which scared the life out of me. Um, oh, I'm so happy. It was wicked. It was so good. And now I've got energy to drive home because I'm absolutely wired. Thank you, Aberdeen, you absolute heroes. That was a beautiful show and well worth the trip. Well worth the friggin' trip, mate. I've just pulled up outside a patch of grass in Aberdeen, waiting for my dog to go for a poo. I might get a McDonald's on the way home, and I know I shouldn't. And you know when it's late at night and you haven't eaten properly that evening and you go, whatever you do, don't get McDonald's on the way home. But then those golden arches are just there and they're beaming at me and I really feel like, do you know what? I deserve a McDonald's. I work today. I deserve a McDonald's. I tell you what, if Bernie goes for a poo right now, I won't get McDonald's. Bernie, three, two, one.
Oh, look at that no poo. Hello, Mackie D's. Come on, baby. Hi love, can I get um, a Big Mac meal with extra cheese please and a plain burger with nothing on it? Is the meal medium or large? Uh, large please. And it was just a plain hamburger? Yeah, it's for the dog. Perfect, just head to the first window. Thank you. There you go. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bernie, gentle, gentle. 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 Thank you. You're welcome. Merry Christmas, buddy. Oh man, my fucking chips are cold. That's karma, isn't it? Ah. Great show, though. I'm in Edinburgh tomorrow. So, I'll keep you posted. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bloody cold chips.